Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at Powerslam.tv. This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder, James Boyd came to give them life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they kick it trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in this on the regular, dude. Ravishing flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit a talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation The power of the pyramid This is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio Hi, this is Kenny Omega, we're listening to One Nation Radio Check it out guys, these guys know what's up Big Kenny Omega fans, that's all it counts to me Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to One Nation Radio. I am your host, James Boyd, and I am with the other host, Rich Lotta, on... I almost said the phone. Uh, coming from online, <laughs> coming through the Google Chats or whatever the hell, Hangouts, whatever the hell this is that we're using to, 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 to rig this thing to work up. What's going on, man? Not much, man. My uh, Focusrite interface wanted to take a dump on me today, and uh, thus we are coming to you a little bit differently. Hopefully I sound okay, but... Um, yeah, I, I don't think it'll be any different for for you guys too much. So, yeah, that doesn't really. Um, luckily, I don't actually use my interface, but I also have a focus right, so I'm not too confident when you tell me that yours is already crapped out. And I mean, I bought mine last year, so mine might be on. Well, that. I've had mine since like 2015, so oh. it's only done this like twice. So, you know, it, it's just like one of them days you plug it in and it's hissing. So. <laughs> Why did I think of Monica one of them days when you said that? I don't know why. Like I haven't heard that song in like maybe ten years. I don't know. Oh I don't my know. god! I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, anyway, um, got a bunch on yeah, deck. A whole like lot. people's brains is broken. People's souls are broken. More wrestling than we can handle. Uh, we got stardom in the the wrapping up of a five star Grand Prix. Um, we got CMLO. Essentially, like since Paco Alonso died, is uh, going up in flames. It looks like. <laughs> and then you got you also got Taven. Uh, oh you yeah, here, you know big big Bang money Taven. Taven. Yeah, <laughs> big money Taven. Yeah. Long money. Yeah. Hey, yeah. keep taking their money. Yeah. If, if they if they if they gonna pay you to not draw, we'll get to it later. <laughs> hey, Triple T, the Taven team. <laughs> that man's out here. Wow. I, only in America. To, only do, in America. Do we have to add Matt Taven on for finesse of the year? I mean, he, yes, he deserves at least honorable mention when we do the award. Uh, yeah, because 
I mean, I have you ever seen anybody make that much happen out of that much of nothing? I mean, That's, it look, look like like the old Fabulous album from none to some. Yeah, like he. <laughs> it's not even like he was like some shrewd politicker from what you can tell, or or something happened. It was like he's just a guy that just kept getting shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um. So yeah, let's uh, because you gave me the list. You want to start off, and you uh, the question before because you were gonna host this, and you gave me the show sheet. You had a question. Uh, to talk about it was about this week's coming up wrestling with what's going on with uh the season premiere of raw uh yeah yeah whatever the fuck that is right wednesday nights and then also with smack now now going to fox on friday uh you asked the question is this the biggest was it the biggest weekend wrestling ever north american wrestling or or american wrestling it's like it like is this like you know one of the, or is this like the biggest week, like, since when? Like, I mean, I would have to say, well, for the industry as a whole in North America, or America, I've, I want to say no, but, I mean, that's mostly just looking at just the raw numbers of the audience, like, you add up what we're going to get for ratings between AEW and NXT and Raw and SmackDown, and I don't think you add those up together. Now I don't think it's going to beat a ninety-eight, uh, like right. a Monday night, a Monday night from um ninety-eight. I don't think it's going to do that. Do you think? No, hell no. Huh? Yeah, yeah. So from that perspective, I want to say no, but like, there's also just like the rest is going to be so much better. So it's like <laughs> yeah, the, the the implications for for what's going on, and I feel like you know. You know, back then it was essentially the Wild West, right? I feel like you know both sides of this thing. Like you would think they're smarter and how they want to approach this thing. We're going to see just all out like cutting corners. Like like right now in NAC, they're um, they're they're doing a limited commercial thing, so they're trying to make you like they're they're eating money on advertising to try to make you not change the channel. So you're going to see like all types of tactics like from everywhere so uh, get ready everybody this is what a lot of you guys have been waiting for um <clears throat> i essentially took the summer off from watching raw and smackdown and it's pretty much back now uh in full force i've been i was hanging out i was at frenchie's the other day um or yesterday morning i was watching the oklahoma and texas tech uh football game that was on and they were flashing out to, and it was on Fox, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, they have big, they have a uh, Pac-12 and also Big 12 football. So I'm seeing that, seeing the advertising for SmackDown, and I'm just like, man, because that's the first time I've really seen it. Like, I don't have cable at the crib, so mm-hmm. like, I'm seeing, it, I'm like, man, this shit's like out there, out there. So, uh, and they, they've been doing different stuff. Like they had Biggie out there with PBC, um, yeah. and they had, um, you know, Becky Lynch on the halftime with Terry Bradshaw and. The other guy, I'm not sure <laughs> his his name. Oh, but, uh, was it uh, Howie Long? No, it was Black Dude. Was it? I think it was Brian Gumble. Brian Gumble? No, nah, it wasn't Brian Gumble. It's it was not uh, Brian Kirk Menefee. Okay, yeah. So I ain't, I ain't watching a while. So, <laughs> um, yeah, man, like it's just all the way out here, uh, and I think AEW's got a show Tuesday night. Um, 
that's essentially going to be their countdown show, which I would assume would be the four weeks of the road two shows um, on Tuesday night. Of course, you can't forget about Impact. You know, they're starting on Access this week, uh, and I believe they're running their one of their pay per views uh, in that slot at eight o'clock. So um, <clears throat> that's Thursday, right? That's Tuesday. Oh, okay. They're taking the void. That's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah, and, and I, I'm not sure if it starts this week, but WWE backstage, which is going to be the show on Fox at 11 o'clock on Tuesdays. So I'm not sure if it starts this week or next week, but well, I feel like this week is so loaded. Like you look at Raw, um, you got Seth Rollins going against Rey Mysterio. Um, I think I saw a couple other things advertised um, for oh, what's yeah, going on have, in Raw. You have Sasha versus Alexa, which is like you know they ain't number the they ain't number the proxy in Stand Wars. So. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. We'll we'll, like, we'll get to the uh, stands later. <laughs> like that was like that was that match was not for the general audience. That match was for <laughs> Twitter. Yes, that that was for the Sasha Banks avatars, the Bliss Fits, whatever they call them. Yes. Um, yeah, so it, I expect all out war. I might tune in just to see, uh, just to you know, be able to ride these jokes uh, the what, proper way. Whatever happens. What is the name of Sasha's like fan base online? What is it called? I think they just call them the Sasha stands, but there ain't no name. Like you had Bliss Fits, uh, like you know, there's the Beehive. There's Rihanna has the Navy. You know, I figured that she would have one by now. Like because yeah. it's Sasha base, could I come up with a lane when it's called them the Vault? The vault. The vault. <laughs> you want look? You want no, as mean or nasty as them could be? Like they need a tough name. Like you don't want no smoke with the vault. None. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The vault is not here to play. You will not make any type of withdrawal. Uh, yeah. You know, out of the vault. Yes. Like you, you will yes. get no. You will and, not get far. And if you talk reckless enough, enough of them. Look, they will deposit funds upon your jaw. So keep it up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, and then uh, you think about, uh, I mentioned Impact, and they're, they're running like one of their pay-per-views, and we all know the Impact pay-per-views have been good, yep. um, pretty much since Demore and Callis have been there, and then you look at Wednesday, of course, like we've got, uh, as we predicted back in like July, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've got, we've got uh, NXT TakeOver FAEW, um, you know, coming up, so, uh, and, and then of course, 27. you know. Yeah, right. Uh, twenty six and a half, you know, <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> then, uh, you know, we got AW with the, with their first show, and I think that's you know, it's like all eyes on them. Like, hey, what y'all gonna do? And <laughs> um, and then of course, you know, Thursday's like the blank day, but I believe it's NXT UK. If you know anyone wants to check that out, I think only Ricky and Clive. Um, <laughs> so what's up, Ricky? Um, and um, you know, Friday, of course, you know, the launch of SmackDown on Fox, like you got Kofi Kingston, Brock Lesnar in that championship match. You got Kevin Owens and um, Set, uh, Shane McMahon in a ladder and a, match. And a ladder it's, match. It's a loser leaves town thing, and I'm not sure what's going to be. Works. I'm not sure exactly what's going to be. You know, suspended above the ladder. Like I'm assuming, I'm assuming it's going to be a briefcase with a contract or, or something. I don't know. A pink slip. Who knows? Who knows what pink slip on a, on a pole? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I think that, and we have a pay-per-view, uh, these are go-home shows. Correct. And, and then there's, uh, the four horsewomen match as well on, yep. on SmackDown. They're, they're running that again. So I don't know, man, like it, it's all going to be out there. Like in, you know, on the AEW show, they got, uh, 
I'm trying to remember all the matches they've got. Uh, they've got Cody and Sammy Guevara. Yes, they have MJF versus Brandon Cutler, right? Brandon Cutler, yep. Yeah. Um, I, I, I watched uh, Riho versus Nyla Rose for the uh, inaugural uh, women's championship match. Yep. You, also you got Hangman have... Page and Pac. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. They got that. Yep. You, and then you also in the main event is uh, the Young Bucks in Kenny Omega versus... Chris Jericho and two mystery partners. Yeah, um, ho- I'm hoping to see like some new faces, uh, some people that are they're signed. <laughs> Lance Archer. I'm hoping you know <laughs> they come through on uh, AEW, and of course, like NXT is going to be like, yeah, you got three title matches, and you got Johnny Gargano and Shane Thorne. Uh, what do what do you make of the the Shane Thorne thing? Somebody for him to beat easily. That's all. That's like, that's pretty not, much what what yeah. I said too. So, <laughs> yeah, <it was laughs> like I, I I you know like I feel like what's gonna happen. Um, like he's gonna dispatch Thorn, and I don't know if it'll be the main event of the show. Hell but... no! The main event is gonna be the uh, the Riddle versus um the Riddle versus uh, Adam Cole match. <laughs> so maybe they'll do it like to where it's uh, like the top of the nine o'clock hour. But I fully expect Tommaso Ciampa to uh, come out and you know go face face with Johnny at some point so we're ba- reunited and <laughs> feels so good so uh I- i'm expecting to see champa uh make his return yeah i mean that, that i can see that happening i didn't really think about what they're gonna do with johnny next because i just assumed like because he haven't had him on either one of these shows uh the first two weeks uh, except for when they did a little quick vignette of him so yep. I thought that he was going to have a match and he's just going to win impressively in like eight minutes against, uh, against Shane Thorne. And then, and then, you know, someone comes out, but I didn't think, you know, I didn't think of the Ciampa thing, but yeah, that, that would be, that would make sense. Um, like my question would be, does that mean that they start DIY again or, or what is, or do they just have a, a friendly match and, and when they're both baby faces or, or what, or does he just come back and he crosses them again because I have to get my heat back. Right. So, Maybe I, I, I think people are gonna go crazy whenever whenever he comes out. And, of, of course. Um, so it's like I I think they, I think they need to figure this out. I, I <laughs> run this they, shit back in reverse. That could happen. Like he turns it like Gargano is now a Triple H person, and yeah. uh, and and uh, Tommaso is Sean. Yeah, that I can see that happening. Um, I don't know, man. Like I feel like that's a possibility. I, I whatever. We'll see what they do. Um, but. I'm trying to think because they have the tag match between undisputed or undisputed and uh and the street profits and that's more or less like street profits send off you would you would assume um, you have the women's match between candace and Shayna, which is going to be good because they are they've had every time i've seen them wrestle they've had good matches um and then you have riddle versus cole like i expect riddle versus cole to be like probably the best match of the week um, but I don't know. Like, I feel like they're, it has a three title match. So it feels like it's something missing on it. It makes it feel that will make it feel like there. I feel like there's only one guaranteed banger on this match for sh- on this, uh, on this card for sure. Like, I'm sure they're going to have a really good match between, um, the women's match and the tag match, but normally takeovers like you're going to get especially like in this era you're going to get two bangers absolutely like two you know match of the month contenders so i feel like that's kind of missing and then of course you know you got to deal with the commercial breaks but they said limited commercial interruption so we'll see exactly what that means but yeah. um yeah yeah so what what was next on the list 
Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, what oh, what were you down. most anticipating besides like you, you, you oh. Seth Rollins getting a world or excuse me, uh, Rey Mysterio getting a world title shot? So you any thoughts me, on? So so you asked me on all this this whole week of wrestling that we're getting was my most anticipated match or segment or whatever. Yeah, like like thing go, that's going on that you're that you're dying to see. Um. I'm not really dying to see it. I think it'll be it's cool to see Seth versus uh Ray. Um obviously we know he's not winning. Uh <clears throat> I mean the fiend breaks it up, right? <laughs> they're, yeah, they're liable to have a fuck finish. I'm just gonna enjoy the I'm gonna try to enjoy the, you know, the twelve minutes that we get out of those two together. Um you see if <laughs> I guess you gotta see Seth finally uh take a take one of those bumps for a Canadian destroyer, right? <laughs> Uh, let's see. Um, I mean, I care more about watching the SmackDown show, right? Uh, but like the match I care about the most out of that is like the, the, the horsewoman tag match. Like I don't give a fuck about Kofi and versus, uh, versus Brock. Like I'm sure it'll make it entertaining, but like, I don't care about it cause I know what's ahead. Um, and I don't, don't give a flying fuck about, about, uh, <laughs> Kevin Owens versus Shane. Why would the fuck <laughs> Same uh, here. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's rough. Like, it's rough. Uh, I think I was, I think I'll say Riddle and Gargano. I'm uh, not Riddle and Gargano, but Riddle and Cole. Cause like their first match was really, really good. And like, this is, you know, like we said, take over 26 and a half. So like, they're going to come <laughs> out here with four and a half probably for you. So. Um, yep. Especially limited commercial breaks, like we'll know, like if all of a sudden, like what the pattern is uh, with the commercial breaks. Like if they come out here and we get, you know, twenty minutes with no commercial, we'll, I think I think they'll go out there and they'll have themselves a you know match match in the month contender. All right, they'll come out there, do the entrances, do the match, then go to commercial. <laughs> yes. <Like? laughs> yes, or do the entrances, commercial, match. Yes. Uh, you know, commercial after that. No, what they really did do is they do the commercial, whatever the commercial, and whenever they do the last commercial, Moro Moro tells you that was the final commercial final of commercial? the night. Yes, stay yes. tuned, I bro. Can't. That's that's especially that, like Jim Ross used to say that shit all the time, like uh, during Attitude Era. So, um, yeah, I I'm I forgot he did that, but yeah, yeah. he did. Um, I'm anticipating seeing who Jericho's bringing out with him uh, as his partners. Of course, with the elite, they don't ever have bad six mans, like unless they're like in Mexico or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. That match so, wasn't bad though. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't like it was just there. Um, but the elite don't usually fuck off. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, what was next on the list? Okay, man. So, Chicago made chick magnet punk. <sighs> Oh my god! So CM Punk, um, this guy apparently, yeah, this guy <laughs> is, is this man's a, a, a player in the game again. Like, and there's a lot of like uh, backroom talks and and secretive uh, things going on with with uh, you know Mr. Punk, and he um, did a on screen camera test for uh, the backstage show through Fox, so. And chat within, you know, wrestling is that he wants to wrestle again. He sees the bags. Uh, he sees the money that's out there right now. And, you know, contrary to his public image and everything you've heard about him, he wants some of it. Um, you know, we always heard that, you know, he saved his money well. He he doesn't need, you know, whatever. He doesn't ever need to wrestle again. But 
he sees that he sees the money like he sees the money truck leaving without him and he wants to get on it and so apparently it's going to be for wwe how fucking crazy is that it's it's really it's it's okay so I, you know, I never really thought much about whether or not he was ever going to come back to wrestling. I never, I never, that was never my, really my thing as far as, I, my whole thing was, he seemed so miserable and burnt out with WWE that, like, if he needed to get out, cool, get out. And I never really thought about it much more, again, aside from when someone would talk about CM Punk for whatever reason, whether it was the lawsuit or it was him doing, you know, StarCast and what does it mean, what does it mean? And I was like... I'm not really wasting my time trying to figure out what it means. I don't really care. Um, well, you know, WWE, everyone always comes back. Warrior came back. Hogan came back. Brett came back. You know, it's, 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 it happens. Um, so, you know, because if he comes back, he comes back. Uh, and now it's kind of funny. He actually has probably a better shot now to main event WrestleMania than he ever did before. <laughs> like, that's kind of funny. Like, that's, that's that's kind of funny. That was kind of the joke all along. Was like, he's gonna leave. He's gonna like, and then he's Become gonna come back and do part timer thing or whatever else. And then like, whatever. And then I'm not and finally that. get it. Yeah, and it's obviously it didn't happen exactly that way. This ain't exactly like happening the same way that uh, we people are making the jokes about Antonio Brown becoming a Patriot and then it happening. It's not. It doesn't match yeah. up exactly the same way. But um, it I. I thought that, you know, it was unlikely now. It seems like it's more like a chance it could possibly happen. And, you know, who knows? Like, I, if he comes back, they de- they desperately need another guy of that level to come back of of, um, of notoriety and, and someone that can sell that kind of merch and someone that can you can plug in. If he still has it as far, of course, in the ring, but, like, or still has charisma because, you know, your stories about people that were, you know, hitting on all cylinders character wise whatever else and they leave and then they come back and they're not the same so if you would see you was it was seems that he has the skills to still or you would think that he will still have those skills within him and if he does then he'll be another you know top of the card person for wwe and look the way they're t- they're messing up all these other guys that are that they're bringing in from developmental up from nxt or from 205 live and then the way that the top of the cards have been so stale aside from like Kofi in the last, but three years, they desperately need a, another guy to kind of shake this thing up. And that would helpful. That'd be helpful. Like that'd be the first guy we really had since like, what AJ probably someone just comes in the middle, comes, comes to the Daniel top Bryan. of the card and like shakes it up and it's great. Oh yeah. Daniel Bryan. That's right. But he wasn't using the top of the card that often. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I would actually want to see Sam Punk Daniel Bryan. Uh if <laughs> if it happened, you know, if it was able to happen again and yeah. really let him like I, I think that's probably you know, I, I, I'm definitely afraid that we're gonna run into a triple H CM Punk match, which I have no interest in. Oh. Um and it, it, it does make it it is kind of crazy that if he's ending up somewhere it seems to be WWE rather than AEW at the time. Uh, and Cody, Cody had to quote a couple months ago, like, yeah, maybe he's going to WWE. And everyone kind of just like laughed it off and right. thought of it like as like a, a reverse jinx or whatever. But 
maybe that shit was real. Like I like no one really knows like the the extent. Like you know, he kind of put AEW out there. Um, you know, to the media a couple times to where they didn't look great. Uh, you know, he's talking about their negotiations and you know things yeah. like that. And I read that thing and it was like, so he said that like we're not as cool as they make it out to be. And AEW by saying that's like we'll never work with him or, or there he's like, you know, off the list for them or whatever. And this is like, <laughs> where did that come out at? I didn't see that. Uh, CM Punk's quotes. Yeah, or the AEW quotes. Excuse me. Oh, that was what Meltzer said. Was that like people for a while have told him that like Punk is off the table because they were upset about that stuff. And it's like, oh, they need to get over that shit. Yeah, like that is that is some real small potatoes. Like if 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 you think this man would take him back because after the stuff that he said about the company and HIPAA violations and all this other stuff or or abuse of um of um medical care, healthcare, and that's what's pissing you off. Like, look, if. Either y'all think y'all in the war or y'all don't think y'all in the war. And if y'all think y'all in the war, then y'all need to suck that shit up and go holler at him. Um, but Especially you know, if he wants to come bump. Like, <laughs> especially if he wants to do that. Now, if it's a case where CM Punk is like, he's just going to be the talking head for WWE, I think you I think you can afford to go ahead and let that slide. Like, you know. I, I think that the thing is most sorry for cutting you off, but I think the thing mostly is that you just think you just figure it's inevitable, right? Like if he's going to go, <laughs> if he's going to go work for Fox to cover a WWE product, it's only a matter of time before dot dot dot. And I'm assuming mm-hmm. they also understand that dot dot dot. <clears throat> like they're going to have discussions of like if he gets in the door for this, there's also going to lead to probably something else, right? right? <clears throat> like. He's 41. There's plenty of time for him still in the ring. Hell, at 41, he has another decade in him. They're looking at it. so Right? <laughs> you're like, you would think he's healed from his injuries. You would think he's got a fresh perspective on, on the business. And yeah. you would think that he's still someone that people want to see because they chant his name all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's gonna be really interesting to see like a lot of the reaction to him and, and what it remains. I hope he, you know, if he comes back to wrestling, he finds the happiness that he did not have before, and as as well as like with the uh, with the physical toll it took on him, and he left like an angry guy, like and a a very bitter guy, and I think. A lot of fans were drawn to him in, in, you know, his his departure, and a lot of fans were turned off from him because there's a lot of stuff that you know happened with um, the lawsuits oh, yeah. and if you, if you, um, you know there are a lot about, of if you say anything about WWE, there's always going to be a faction of people that are upset about him, regardless of if it's you know your legit or not. or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's going to be real funny to see all them flip. So um, <laughs> no, they'll just yeah. be like, yeah, see, you had to come back, broke boy, or whatever. Or whatever yeah, what I mean, yeah. Like, look. Hey, he he talked a lot of cash shit, and if he comes look, back, he gonna have to deal he, with it. He, look, and, and yeah, that's what the checks for. Like yeah. he beat him in court. He, no, well, he went. <laughs> look, he beat him in court. He went to go fight in the UFC like he wanted. He got off for five years. He got to hang out with AJ Lee all the time. CM Punk is nothing but a winner. I don't give a fuck. Like he, this, this is not an L for him coming back. Like, this is not no type of loss or, or a humbling of CM Punk. None of that. Like, there is money to be had right now. And I do not begrudge another man for trying to make money. 
don't know because he the thing with him is he always ran off or it seemed like he was one of those people that ran off the principalities. Like there's principalities in the Smokey, so yeah. So uh, I, like, and I heard uh, Alfred prin- saying like like so, like there are people that would call him a sellout and and things of that nature, but like it's checks to get, bro. Like my, I I don't like no. My thing is like when people call people a hypocrite or people or say that people are sellouts, whatever else. Like if you own it, then what? You know what I'm saying? Like oh, don't you know CM Punk's a hypocrite? Yeah. Okay. What else you got? Yeah, it's like if you want to just be mad, cool, be mad. But like, I wasn't mad at that dude for 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 leaving. Like, I was kind of like not upset, but I was kind of like, damn, like he was one of my favorite wrestlers and he's not wrestling anymore. That sucks. Like, that was I was bummed up by it. But like, if he comes back, like I'm, I mean, maybe my perspective is different because like I don't like. Like I, I don't live and die by Vince McMahon's, you know, success. So, like, <laughs> like, so from that perspective, like, okay, he's back. Like, yeah, he said some shitty things about this company, and he's gonna have some fences to mend if he comes back. But like, like you said, that's what the checks for. Like, if you want to deal with having heat with people backstage or people that like that you thought were that you know that you turned your back on or people that thought that thought they had you know a certain type of relationship with you and then you left and then it was you know cold shoulders to all of them for years, whatever else. Well, you got to own that because that's a mistake that you made or that's or that's how you, you decided to play that one and now you got to suck that shit up to get this check if that's what you uh, so desperately want. So, it is what it is. It's all in the game, free throws and fouls. Yeah, so uh, if he's back, I look yeah. forward to seeing him. Look, that would make me want to watch WWE. If I if I got to watch a CM Punk segment, I would watch the CM Punk segment every week. So, um, okay. So my question, for you, okay, I don't want to get into the regular space. I was about to ask you. So, where do you think that they bring him back? And I was like, let's not even get into that. Like, because you're gonna say the Royal Rumble, <clears throat> and then that starts the bullshit with, you know, I think uh, I think uh, CM Punk should come back in the Rumble, and then it leads to all right, CM Punk's not in the Rumble, or CM Punk is in the Rumble and he gets ass tossed out by Roman Reigns, and then we right back where we were like four years ago. I don't want to go through that again. So I'm not, but, even, look, I'm not even gonna talk not, about that. Shit. Not only is Daniel Bryan around, but <laughs> if CM Punk is around too, all right, go ahead and navigate that minefield. We're, we're putting the belt back on him. All right. Um, look, whatever. Yeah, that. So I don't look, even want to talk about. My that. plan would be to make CM Punk and Daniel Bryan fight each other. No, here's like, the thing. How that would be that? my plan. Look, save CM Punk until the day after the Rumble. <laughs> like, <laughs> just wait. <laughs> like, learn the lesson from the 2014 or 2015 Royal Rumble. Wait one fucking night. <laughs> yeah. And then bring the person out that wants that people think is going to come back, or or yeah. people want to win. Like, just wait, wait. All right. Uh, so after that, after the CM Punk thing, I think what else you have? On Crown. Board? This isn't on the um sheet, but of course, uh, Crown Jewel is oh, yeah. back uh this year, and they put the Undertaker and Hulk fucking Hogan on on the advertisement. And my legs are tired, James, from all the victory laps that I've been taking all over Twitter, all over everywhere. When you start talking about who was saying what and when. Rich Ladder was on this podcast last year telling y'all what the game was. Rich Ladder was out here writing the columns letting y'all motherfuckers know what it was when Gene Oakland died. Rich was the one that told you. Rich taught you. that. That's what I did. <laughs> and come on, man. Like, we knew it was coming back. We knew this was a merchandising thing. We knew this was them. 
hooking this motherfucker to safe situations, and he's coming back Monday night, uh, tomorrow as well. Um, and Friday he'll be there. So all this was part of a calculated plan to get Hulk Hogan back in the quote-unquote good graces to see if advertisers would freak out. So what they did, they stuck him to the to the news cycle that would disappear with the Jamal Khashoggi stuff from Crown Jewel last year. They did um, Gene Okerlund dying. They had him appear unadvertised or at unannounced at WrestleMania. Then they finally had the nerve to to put him out there on his own merit, kind of because they did Raw reunion with him. And now he's just back in the segment with the Miz, but they're still handcuffing him into Ric Flair. So James, I ask you, how about it now? Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know what point it was, but I almost spit this fucking Slurpee on my laptop, and I've been the end of One Nation Radio this week until I got a new laptop or whatever it is. So, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, I, I told him Rich taught him. That, that, that's that's, that's what, what got, Yep, that's yeah. what it was. Rich, Rich taught me. God damn it. Speaking of that fucking buffoon. <laughs> <sighs> so... Apparently, Kanye is no longer doing uh, secular music. He's only doing gospel music. I know a scam when I see one. It's so, a scam. So when this man, so what are we going to do when this man starts up this cult? What do you mean when? It's already started, James. No, I mean officially. Like when is he going? Like, oh, the start, official like, cult. When is he? When is he going? <laughs> when is he going to start running and avoiding the feds by by? <laughs> <laughs> by buying a boat and <laughs> going on and then first and then, I can't even get it out and then uh, you know avoiding avoiding the fans by being on a boat in international waters when is he yes. going to do that when is he going to go full Ron L. Hubbard on you boys yes L, full L. Ron Hubbard like I would I would assume it's a, it's a couple years out he got to get you know the sermon the new album out and that'll be like the manuscript you know that they'll learn from you okay, know so- so did the album come out or did the album not come out this week? Hell no. You know them Kanye rollouts. You said hell look, no. I don't know how it went. I look, look, I'm in double Kanye. I, same here. Shit. Yeah, I, I've had him muted on Twitter for like 18 months now. So like, um, but of course not. Like you know them Kanye album rollouts are terrible. Oh, yeah, Every single one of them. Yeah. They're they're always train wrecks. And then the people talk about yeah, you know there's genius behind it. It's like yeah, we that sounds like the same genius that Antonio Brown that y'all talk about Antonio Brown. How you ended up in the Patriots and now he's out the league. Like get the fuck out of here. Like look, that, it doesn't no. Like yes, I'm assuming there is some thought on controversy. You know da 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 to sell records, but like. Nah, this stuff gets more and more out of hand every single time. It, yep. it, it was also funny because, well, this is getting out of hand. This is a wrestling podcast, but I'll just say it real quickly. It's interesting that I was listening to a uh, a Code Switch podcast with Gene Demby. I think I've talked to you about Gene Demby a few times. Yeah. And he was covering uh, black conservatism and, and, like, the stark differences between uh, what he calls... Uh, racially conscious black uh, black Republicans and uh, colorblind <laughs> uh, black uh, Republicans. And they were talking about, like, what sparks these people that are colorblind? And it seems to be that it's a lot of people that, uh, that grew up or are around, like, these... Uh, these that live in spaces where aren't other, other black people around besides really them or their immediate family. So, 
you think about like what what Kanye's life has changed into over the last, let's say, let's say five years. Like Calabasas, bro. You might want to get the fuck out of there. Well, might want to get the fuck out of Calabasas. <laughs> so we can move on from there uh, after that one. Uh, Man's been turned. Man's a zombie. Walking dead. You hear that voice when he out here talking to like Chris Jenner? <laughs> Chris Jenner got Chris Jenner got these niggas trained. Oh my god! <laughs> Run it. <laughs> All right, so that's that's enough of the rapidy rap, I guess. Uh, so, oh yeah, Hogan, Hogan, Randy Dave, Rose, Hulk Hogan. Hogan. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just in awe at, at WWE's ability to, um, to, to recycle this motherfucker and, and keep bringing him back. Dude, Hulkamania ran wild almost thirty five years ago. Who gives a yeah. shit? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, can you imagine? Like, they weren't talking about Bruno back then in the nineties when we were kids. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he's like, what the fuck? But you know, like, like weird, just like, weird. Like, 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 bro, they wasn't bringing Luthez out there and be like, yeah, you know, look, come on out here, Lou, and, and, and I, pop them, you know? Yeah, like, I, whatever, whatever. Yeah. So, I guess we got to talk about it. Um, time for the Twitter drama segment because, of, yeah. of One Nation Radio, which yeah. normally we try to avoid, but sometimes it's just too big to avoid. Okay, so Brandy Rose has kind of been in it this weekend while the rest of Twitter, wrestling Twitter, has lost their collective minds for different reasons. Uh, one, you had Seth leaving Twitter for a few days for reasons that who, who knows what the reasons are. Uh, he's back. He came back today. Uh, Should have stayed gone. <laughs> maybe. Um, yeah. Okay, so then on Brandy's side... You want to explain this? Do I have to explain it? I'll explain uh, it if you. If I'll start. You I'll, I'll start with the truck one. If you, if you want to take the other one, yeah, yeah fine. I, okay, I'd so the truck, but sure, go ahead. So the so Brandy Rose, I don't know what it is, but she's breaking people's brains and it, it, or revealing the it's, broken things in them. It's two things. Like she is upsetting a lot of people, and she is not handling it well on her end either. Like, it's a it's collective lose-lose situation. And, I mean, the people that's losing is me having to watch people talk about this shit. <laughs> so, go Sorry, go ahead. So, like, they, um, had, like, you know, it was on Twitter. Someone took a picture of one of the AEW production trucks. Uh, you guys know what the produ- production trucks normally look like for wrestling. Like, there's usually a couple wrestlers on the side. Literally, it could be anybody. If you look at the WWE yeah. trucks, for example. Yeah. So, the first one that everyone sees is one with Cody and one with Brandy. And people lose their fucking minds. Upset why she's there. Why is she on there instead of someone else that's a quote-unquote bigger star than her? Why is she there? Oh, it's only because of her nepotism and, you know, blah, 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 and all that. And it was just a topic that would not leave the timeline for hours and hours and hours until someone... um, She ended up dunking on, uh, I believe it was David Bixen's fan about it, and... Just like, yeah, it for me, it was like, it was stupid. I was like, I assume they have like, like, if you think 
I, I thought it was stupid before I knew exactly how many trucks they had, right? right? Because I was like, it would make no fucking sense for a wrestling company started by a billionaire to have one truck. If that and that's what I assume that people thought was was the deal that there was only one truck and of course who would be on it Cody and Brandy and I'm like that sounds stupid in itself and then more officials trucks started to roll out after the parodies and the memes uh, got going like you know they put fat ass Masa on one of the uh, trucks <laughs> which was fucking hilarious um, <laughs> they put Matt Jackson they they put Matt Jackson looking depressed in those um those young buck uh, NXT. Uh, rip-off shirts or whatever. I um, saw one where it was it was the best friends hugging uh, Orange Cassie right before they were about to do the <laughs> call zoom out. I, yes. saw, I saw one of the... I saw that one. Okay, so... And then the official ones came out later in the week. Like, of course, we saw ones with the Young Bucks. We saw one with Hikaru Shida and Nyla Rose on it. And it's just another thing where Joe Lanza talks about it. AEW is the most scrutinized company. They're like everything. They're, like, they're looking at anything to like talk about, essentially. Well, production trucks, James. Okay, so <laughs> I don't know if that's necessarily true as far as it being the most overanalyzed wrestling company ever, considering that, like, the whole fucking industry in this country is is WWE and like yes they get their fair share but like I mean who knows I would say it's close to even I don't know um, but I will say that a lot of this comes from uh, a place of we don't know what the fuck their show is going to be so there are a lot of questions and criticisms because the only thing that a lot of people have to judge against is the wrestling that they've seen previously in AEW may or may not actually be just like WWE or NXT or New Japan or WXW or Stardom or Oz Academy or Noah or PWG. We don't know, right? Like we have, we've seen what five shows, four shows, five shows, four shows, four shows. So we don't, we don't have, we have an eye, a general idea, but we really don't know what their TV is. We definitely don't know what their TV is going to actually look like. We know what their pay per is going to like. We don't know what their TV is going to look like. So like people just, you know, Things that they're unfamiliar with, things that they, you know, they're not willing to extend time to, blah, 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 blah. You get point. Like, people are, people have questions, and, like, you listen to our podcast after, um, after uh, All Out, or All In, or All Out, I'm sorry. Like, we have our questions, too, right? Like, what the fuck does this women's division look like? Like, what, why do they have the Dark Order, you know, you know, win a buy by not having a buy, really, technically, or, or effectively? So... Yeah, there's questions that come with it, but um, as far as, but I think it, you know, in part comes with the territory, like, there's a bunch of questions, they're going to provide answers come Wednesday, we're going to see some of these answers, and hopefully some of them are good, right? So, uh, but as far as trucks, who gives a flying fuck? Who cares? That's what I thought. I was like, are y'all fucking serious? Like, Man, that's why I thought like, these people were broken inside. Like they have, they they have stooped to this level <laughs> to to have to try to call this woman out or call this company out for like existing. Like it's yeah. it's beyond me. Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so then, god damn it. So I can remember the, the gist of this Russell, uh, the Russell features, whatever the fuck the dude's name is, or woman's name is I have no idea this person's name is so I think that's it uh I forgot what her what that person's 
uh, point of contention was about Brandy, but they were talking about Brandy. It wasn't positive. Brandy's name was in it, wasn't added. So Brandy, I think she was saying, I think the person was talking about how Brandy will vanity search. That's what it was. Brandy was talking about how, uh, you know, she said the wrestlers are humans, which they are, of course. So they're, they have, you know, they, they will vanity search themselves and we'll type in their name, Brandy Rose, Bubba Ray, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) and they will see what people are talking about. Right. So then that person said something along the lines of you have to be more thin skin or this person needs to be more thin or Brandy needs to be tougher than this or some shit along the lines of saying this coming up with a reason why like this person can't behave how other people can't kick it how other people kick it which you might have a point you might not I don't you know whatever um like it it, this was a harmful so I was like you know I don't see how we judge this person saying there's some type of weirdo for you know for not doing nothing harmful, whatever. So, um, Brandy comes into the mentions and says, and is basically like dismissing this person. And then because, and did it like in a non, wasn't this say didn't insult them. Maybe insult them was like, if it was an insult, it was something lines of you're an idiot, right? Like something, you know, or something that amounted to that. So this person then, <sighs> blocked their Twitter or made it private while also uh, this account also tells, you know, their mutuals we were all like, you know, seemingly from what I saw, different people in the FDS said that that she, that because she uh, she sicked her followers on her yeah, yeah, because she uh, retweet commented uh, her response that that was a, basically her sicking the sicking her hounds, her, the I guess the brandy the brandy bunch or whatever the fuck you want to call her her group of stands. If she I didn't know she had none, but maybe she does. She's I mean, never mind. So <laughs> so uh, yeah, they she this person saying like by you doing this, you are now telling these people to come into my mentions and say this and the third, and that's irresponsible or some or dangerous or someone like that. And I'm just like, you know what? You have a point. You do have a point. However, um, Rich, uh, I was reminded of something. About a week or two ago, you had a similar experience with uh, Bubba Ray Dudley. Yeah. Where it was more confrontational than that exchange was. And it made me think like, huh, there are obviously different ways to handle things that happen to you, but Rich didn't block his account. Rich didn't delete tweets. Rich didn't tell everybody, "Hey, I'm having I'm having an unpleasant exchange with this person that I was talking negatively about on Twitter, even though I didn't add them, but I did put their name in a public forum for people to talk about that people people talk about, and this person in front of me about it." So. And your name's actually on your your Twitter account, right? And my face. Yeah, your face. Too. So, <laughs> and you hand off at myself. Like, okay, look, man. Like, I understand that doxing is real, cyberbullying is real, but this is playing the victim. And this person didn't say anything out of the pocket to you. And if you're, and from my perspective, I took it as if. 
if you can say something about me, I should be able to respond back. It doesn't matter how how many followers I have or not, and how, and if they have people that will come for you or not, because we have to be able to we have to be able to work on a dynamic where if you can say my name, I can I can come for you if you say my name and I don't like it and. You know, we can have an exchange and call it a day. And that's what it seemed like to me. She didn't say, get them or no shit like that. Right. So, so, like, for me, like, this was not President Trump, like, coming after, like, Maxine Waters. Fuck out of here. This is not the same thing. So, or, you know, like, so for me, it's just like, if it's in good faith that, or this in the faith of this person is just trying to say, hey, man, you said something about me. Oh, you rang? So I picked up the phone. And we can handle it from there. Like, now, if she had said something along the lines of that, then, like, I'd be like, nah, brains are wrong for that. But you don't get to just come at me and say my name, and then I can't do nothing because, like, the power dynamic is I'm more famous than you. Fuck out of here. Right. <clears throat> so, yeah, I don't like, know how you, from, from your experience that you had with Bubba Ray the other day, like, how, you know, how like do you for, it, for, for me, like, how do you feel? It, it, in that situation, it's like, I didn't intend, like, if I wanted to disrespect Bubba Ray Dudley, right, but off rip, I would have added him in that and did that. I didn't want to do that. Like, that was, like, me talking amongst, like, you know, people that follow me or whatever. Mm-hmm. So when he jumped in, he could have just said, hey, call the show. I'd love to talk to you about it. That would have been, like, okay, uh, or something like that. I'd be like, all right, well, maybe I don't even need to respond to this. I don't need to do anything. But as soon as he like he went for you know the coward talk and uh, stop listening to dirt, she's essentially right. calling me a mark and all this shit. I was like, oh, these are the rules that we are engaging under now. Right. So I will go ahead and handle you like I would anyone else. And I didn't hear from uh, Bully Ray after that. So, (laughs) like, for me, I'm a person that, like, you know, I don't know how these people are. Like, like, I don't know if they're coming at, you know, how they're coming at Brandy, like, as far as, you know, whether it's good faith, bad faith, anything like that. I wasn't trying to come at her. Like, I think these people are knowing that she does this, like, she that she's been open about it where she says, yeah, I look my name up. We all look our names up, like. I would assume we all meaning like people that are, you know, of that status or whatever. So you think she got, so you think that this person set out the bait and she got, got, or, right. tr- or this person tried to get, uh, tried a real to, one in. Yeah. Tried to, you know, tried to get some victim attention or whatever else. Right. Like, Hey man, there's real victims out here. Like let's let's not do this. Like, can we clear, can we clear the timeline of the bullshit please? Right. And, and for me, it was like, I'm a person that's like, always like, yo, I wouldn't say anything that, in public that I feel like I can't defend or anything like that. Like right. I, that's just the type of person I am. So like right. if, like if you, Bully Ray wanted to, wanted to, you know, get disrespectful, I go ahead and get disrespectful too. Like I'm not afraid of you. We're on a, we're on a, <laughs> we're on a fucking social media network. So yeah. like, I don't intend to, to cause harm to you. I don't in, intend to do any of these things to you. But for me, it's just a Twitter spat. Like that just happens. Mm-hmm. And it's part of why tw- Twitter like is kind of trash. Like, <laughs> because it's like, I'm not going to, how I felt about it, I was like, I'm not going to lose and have, uh, oh, his folks did try to jump all over me, but I swatted them away like flies. Yeah, um, right, right, also. right, right, right. And, and, and like, I, I left at that point, but, like, that was another part about it is, like, 
you actually have people come at you um, that are part of the, the fucking Bubba Hive. So, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so for me, it's like, yeah, like this just happened to this dude that I know, t- like just a week or two ago, and like I didn't, I didn't see some huge rush of motherfuckers coming out to, to Rich's defense to want to protect him. I, that didn't happen. Uh, yeah, and I didn't see him out here like you know, I didn't see him out here saying, "Oh, what was me?" Either it's like, look, man. Toughen the fuck up, and I yeah. And like, and look, stop being soft. How about that? Try and, that on. And look, like, <laughs> I didn't see what was sent to this person, but it. But look, if if I you know if I ever find out like something was actually like he was said some serious shit or this person's like or this person's like you know was at danger or whatever else, I I come hundred percent retract all that stuff, and when I find out, we'll come back on air and I will apologize profusely to this person. Like, but I ain't seen none of that. I just saw this more as. Famous person dunks on another person that gets out of pocket, just like every other Twitter exchange you've ever seen in any other section of Twitter, except for apparently pro wrestling these days. And, and, and it's all with Brandy Rose, like all being tied up in this from earlier in the week with the trucks. And then yeah. her general role in the company like that is just has people bent the fuck over backwards and out of shape. Yeah. And it's like, you know... Yeah, I mean, y'all. When y'all gonna say what y'all real problem with her is? And, and another one that I saw was that <laughs> I saw people. I saw people that I think are smart people say that Brandy was in the wrong for responding in that way. In the uh, because she may have you know toxic followers uh, that are you know racist, bigots, uh, incels, what have you. And I'm like, I thought to myself, I was like. How Doesn't that everyone that? have that? Ex- like, it, exactly. like, like that's the thing. It's like, and that I know exactly the the section of Twitter you're saying right. is yeah. is saying this stuff, and that's like the general kind of insult. Not knowing that where do the like, where do you think those people? This isn't some exclusive thing, right? 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 And the thing for me was just like, okay, so let me get this right. Um, in a vacuum, you have a point. In context, you still have a point, but your point ain't really like hitting on nothing because it's like, look at the rest of the world. <laughs> like, I don't mean to do the whataboutism shit, but like, you can't throw a rock and not find somebody uh, that's following someone uh, or fi- find a famous person on Twitter that has non-problematic motherfuckers uh, following them or that are quote unquote fans of them. It don't matter who it is. So it's like. If that's right, the case, do, do me a favor. Say, Next time, no, well, hold on, let me finish. If, if, so for me, is I fall back on the point of if that's the case, and you may as well say, I get to, I get to say all sorts of things about a famous person, and that person has no recourse when on a, in a public space, and they just have to take it. If that, so like that's what you're basically coming to me and saying because like that shit, that it doesn't work that way. It's not, it's not. You don't get to come talk spicy out your mouth, and then that person, oh well, you know they have such a huge, uh, uh, bigger power that they can't do nothing back. It's like, well, wait. So I just have to sit there and just be injured because, like, I, you know, I have this clout for whatever reason. It, right. Whatever reason it's it it's, it's like it's either take the, the approach like me and be ready to stand behind what you say, exactly. or don't say it. Right. Like, <laughs> Rich, we we talked about this on Twitter. Uh, we talked about this yesterday uh, in uh, one of our group threads. I went through all the tweets I had, like, I was going through as far as I can. You know, my mostly my whole thing is multiply, mostly just cultivating or, or curating, like, funny shit I see from different parts of Twitter, whether it's 
football or basketball or wrestling or or whatever going on with with what what have you. Today's topic, current events, and I I rarely do much tweeting except for when I think like, hey man, this shit getting out of hand on my timeline. I want to kind of talk about whatever's going on and kind of be like, you know, this is my perspective on it. Like y'all need to chill out. Mostly, most of my tweets are like, hey bro, y'all y'all kind of bugging. So. I, the last thing I said to somebody that was out of pocket or about somebody that's out of pocket, like, like, oh, it was, uh, as I mentioned that Diddy, Diddy, the girl that, uh, or the woman, the young woman that he's, uh, dating was like seven years old back in 2004 and he's fucking 50, right? It was like, look, if P- if Puff Daddy and or the motherfucking family want to get into my mentions and, and talk about this, sure. But if you, if you, if that's who you want to defend is this dude that's dating girls, right? Fine. God bless you. Well, not God bless you. You're going to hell, but you get my point. Um, and then I think after that was like Jack Swagger was talking about that gas and flag about, uh, about how like, you know, t- talking about, you know, PC culture or whatever. So I was like, look, man, you, you ran a fucking hill game where you were a xenophobe. Get the fuck out of here. Like, and I actually added him or on this thing. Right. So it was like. Yeah. He could have came at me. Would I have ran from them bigots? No. Right. <laughs> Why? Because they're bigots. I, I, just, I, was, what I said was 100% right. So, yeah, like, if you can't, so if you can't stand up to whatever you had to say, don't say the shit. Period. Like, yeah. That's like, it's, it's really weird. Like, people talk about, you know, people really want freedom of con- uh, freedom from consequence. They really do. And like, like that's not what they want. It's like it's it's not freedom of speech what they want. Like they want they, freedom they, from con- from consequence. They don't want nothing to happen. They just they want to be able to do what they want with no responsibility for whatever happens when they say something spicy to some other body, some other person they act and then pretend and be shocked they're like, "Oh shit, there's actually a real life human being on the other line that can respond back to me in a way that like I didn't expect or I won't like." That's why yeah. you don't have to say everything. Like you want, like people learn this stuff growing up. Like you don't just rough flap your gums because someone will put a fist into it, right? Yeah. And like, they, but they, like, they, hey, they don't, don't touch the stove. Up. Right. You they can you can touch the stove if you want, but then yeah. what is the repercussion? That shit is hot. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. So just you know, black dynamite. Don't come out to hip pocket talking that shit. You dig? Like it's really, yes, <laughs> it's really, yes. And, like, and, and if you guys listen to this show and you're on Twitter, like you know. It, as we mentioned, be ready to stand behind things you say, and then watch other people get into it as much as you can. It's a lot better that way. Yeah, that's that's pretty much how I, my that's pretty much my entire Twitter experience. Yeah, so now we done with that. Broken uh, brains. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so now that we're done with that, Sephron's back on Twitter. We touched on it a little bit earlier. You have anything to add to that one? I think he should have stayed off Twitter um, personally because all the medium has done is get him under all year <laughs> long. Um, what was the first thing that happened with with Seth on Twitter? I think I think it was around the time when it was like the best pro wrestling in the world thing. Oh yeah, I thought okay, okay, I thought maybe there was something else I was unaware of. He said this year, and it's like yeah, it's been it actually is really more like the last three months or so. It's really been just like dude, what's going on? And then actually. When did uh? It was the mid title reign. Ambrose, yeah, right? In, yeah. It, that well, that all came like back to back. It was That's like right. the best pro wrestling in the world. Will Osprey, the bank account stuff, yep. the Ambrose stuff, yep. the um, you know, from there, I forgot what else. I mean, was this next, Sasha but, shit that happened. Yeah, this Sasha shit. Like uh, Sasha ended that man's life. Um, 
like on Twitter, like, and this is a this is an example. Seth was talking out the hip pocket. He didn't. I look. We don't know why he deleted his Twitter, but it was gone for a certain amount of time. And these things are linked. So, like, Maybe. like this is the last thing that happened. Maybe, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like just, he it... came out here and, and was flagging, and then Sasha sent a picture out of him crying ringside at her match, standing next to the Nazi girl, and he didn't like it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I can imagine he did not like that. So he had to get off for a couple of days, and it looks like he he restarting his his whole thing. It's all fresh. I think he need, he should have just went ahead um, and, and gave it up for a little while and see if he could deal with it. And uh, maybe he actually did do that, and he couldn't. But uh, I think all the medium has done is get him under, and all it has done is destroy his mystique. All it's done is make him seem less of a, of a uh, like an insecure individual, mad about his whack title reigns, mad about like you know the the ratings falling to historic lows on his watch. He finally gets a chance to be the man on Monday Night Raw for you know before they switch it over to where now he's the B champion because he's on Smack uh, Raw now and SmackDown's going to take over. But he had this chance. He got to beat. Uh, he got. They gave him everything he wanted and. Well, how many times have we seen it before? They give him everything you want, and it's not enough. Like, they gave you the, like, you know, you're out here with, with, with Becky Lynch, uh, you know, getting over like that. Like, they're, they're exploiting your relationship there. They let you beat Lesnar twice, once at WrestleMania, once at SummerSlam. But everything else just doesn't, like, add up for him. So I think it's just been a whole summer of pressure that he's buckled and folded under. Him leaving Twitter would be the best thing for him, in my opinion. But apparently it didn't work out like that. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't take it as far as you, as far as saying, <clears throat> as far as putting all the blame, all the shit that's happening with him, because, like, as we've seen with Dean Ambrose, as we've seen with Kenta, it's that place. It's not the wrestlers, right? So I'm not, I'm not ready to go that far saying, like, oh, yeah, that dude's cooked or he's just totally gotten to and can't function. I think a lot of this is, this place, this place can fuck up a, a cup of water. So, or a cup of coffee, whatever the expression is. So, so for me, I feel like he's on. He's he's had to bear the brunt of that on a three-hour show, which is like, dude, this is gonna be a, this is gonna be a struggle based off of uh, if I told you, like, all right, you're gonna be Brock Lesnar, um, you're gonna win a title, and then you're gonna start your inaugural program, championship uh, programs. Your first program is gonna be with uh, Baron Corbin. Good fucking luck, right? Like, and that's what he had to deal with. And, you know, you deal with all this stuff. And a lot, I know a lot of that stuff can wear on you or whatever else. And his Twitter game's not good. Like, ultimately, it comes down to is he ain't been good on TV um, for things that, you know, a lot of it is stuff he is beyond his control. And he went online and did these interviews that put him, that made him look, you know, you know, totally unaware of, uh, of the rest of the wrestling world. Made him look, I'm sorry, um, Made him look like, you know, not much of a stand-up guy when it comes to his personal relationships with people, you know, that he, you know, did a lot of work with. And, you know, a lot of that is our projection of what we think Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose's uh, relationship is, was, or will be. But, um, yeah, it, it just it just came off really bad. And then you had this situation where, like, more tone deafness with the thing where, like, he wanted to hit back at, at his fiancé's you know, Opponent? nemesis, she's like, she's a big girl, she can do her own thing, and like, yes, Sasha did snipe at you, or mocked you with the whole Rey Mysterio thing, whatever else, but like, 
she mocked you by talking about your match versus Rey Mysterio with her match versus Alexa, Alexa. Bliss. It wasn't even about you. It was like it was like you were caught in the crosshair, but the real diss was on Alexa, and a right. lot of people don't understand that. Right. And Brian Alvarez didn't understand the shit because I don't know his brain's broken too. Well, he, he's way. he's really bad with anything involving Sasha. He just I don't know if something happened to him with you know whatever. I don't know whatever. Uh, but that happened, and then like he responded as like, dude, like it was clearly a joke that, and you weren't the butt of it. And you decided to hop in on this, and it's like what you said was like not something a babyface would say. Right, like John. Can you imagine John Cena hop on Twitter and responding like that to Sasha? Fuck Chase? no. Right, he's like, fuck. And no. I don't want to be the what was Cena do shit, but like, he's like, yo, like, I, I ain't even gotta do that. Like Roman Reigns wouldn't have said that shit, right? Like Dean yep. Ambrose wouldn't have said that shit on Twitter. Dean Ambrose barely went even on Twitter, right? Right. <laughs> Bro, like, it just it's like, yo, like, whatever happens with this situation, turn look. Down the road, whatever happened, turn you back hill. You could be what you what you naturally are. Again, we we've had enough evidence to know that. And I'm like, no, he's at his best when he's a heel. It doesn't matter, you know, what his offensive skill set used to look like in 2014. It's over. 2013. He doesn't wrestle like that no more as a babyface. So turn him heel and shine somebody else while he's had like, so you can have better matches. And, you know, yeah. and, and can have a more believable promo. Like, dude, just, it's so weird that he has all these people around him. Like, Becky is great at Twitter, and he's that bad at Twitter. And and it's, you know, we, we talk about how um, Twitter is such a small part of the world, and so many people do not watch, um, that are or that are watching products that have nothing to do with social media or whatever else, but... Mm-hmm. So you can kind of get caught up in like, oh my god, this person seems so comes off so bad in this particular small, you know, thing, but on TV, something different. And this ain't the case. This is a case where like he comes off bad on Twitter, he's come off bad on TV. So they need to come on the, the the change for him. And maybe you know, maybe maybe that's for the best. Like just you know, in the future, turn him slow burn, turn him to a heel, get him ready for WrestleMania season. And then go from there because this this just it hasn't worked. And look, I mean, honestly, this isn't necessarily a Seth Rollins thing because there's not a single babyface that's like working at an optimum uh, level right now on the main roster. So it kind of is what it is. But like, it does suck when you're somebody that's like at the top of the card and you're you're not doing that well. I mean, but eh, oh well. Um, next thing, yeah, I don't remember what's yeah. Next. Oh, CMLL. <laughs> what? CMLL. Speaking of things not going well, um, <laughs> so they have fired Dragon Lee and Roosh. Roosh is the new ROA's champion. And, Dragon and their, Lee and their dad. Oh, and their dad. Uh, was their dad a referee? I can't remember. Okay, he may have been. A, he uh, may have been a, um, an OG. Forgive me, I don't know that much about CMLL, but I do know like some of the biggest stars from Mexico work there. Um, and it's the world's oldest promotion. Of course, they don't have rent on the arena. They own all the arenas, so it's a different kind of business down there. Like They'll always make money, essentially, yeah. <laughs> um, unless like the peso crashes or something. But um, Dragon Lee is one of the best wrestlers in the world. Yep. Roosh is a big, big star. Uh, a, a huge star in CMLL, perhaps their biggest star, mm-hmm. from what I understand. Yep. CMLL, I don't know what the hell. Like, um, I, I know Dragon Lee, he did Bola apparently against their wishes, yep. and 
they give him the can for that. Now, does, is this the type of climate you want to be firing uh, A1 talent in? Because someone else will scoop them right away. Like, it, like do you think uh, if Dragon, Little, uh, Dragon Lee worked for, like, <laughs> anywhere else in the world, like, he might have been able to pull this off and, you know, whatever. But I don't know the deal, like, why they fired him. And that's just the closest linked event. Uh, he came out with a with a thank you thing to Paco Alonso, who was the owner of CML, who recently died, and no one else. He thanked no one else. So, um, <laughs> putting Dragon Lee out there, Dragon Lee is on open market. Well, goddamn, someone need to come with with the check. And it, I'm hearing Ring of Honor is a favorite, which kind of makes me just go oh, and sigh. Uh, because you know him and Roosh are brothers, and they're really right. close. You have and... that, and also uh, like the Fantastic Mania stuff, and also the uh, the other like you know light heavyweight stuff in New Japan. Like those are some of his best paydays. Especially yeah. you know you work Mexico, you're allowed to do you're allowed to work indie shows and whatever else or whatever. For most people, you're allowed to work indie shows, and um, you're allowed to work you know dates wherever else if you know uh, if you're not if you're available. So. New Japan was a good payday for him, so he was, you know, he um he wants to still work there. Who knows what happens with the CMLL um, relationship with Ring of Honor? Uh, I believe Lucha fan, Lucha blogger, he said that like New Japan still wants him, which made me come, made me think of uh, Harold May saying, you know, eventually like having to dissolve this CMLL uh, relationship for, for Dragon Lee, which over I Dragon would, Lee, which I would love. Like, look, I rock with the talent. I don't rock with. <laughs> <laughs> these fucking political affiliations amongst uh, multi-million yeah like, I don't give a flying fuck about that like I want to see wrestler X who's talented versus wrestler Y who's talented and make Look, it work we, out we need to, I don't give a shit about that we need to take the idea from Kenny Omega when he was like imagine if there was one big promotion like, like we need to take that idea <laughs> well, I don't even necessarily think about the one big promotion because we kind of already have the one big promotion my thing is more or less like imagine if like we decided to like all make money and not, but not in spite of ourselves. Like, wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be something? So, so for me, it's like, I imagine uh Harold may like just thinking, like come out press conference, you talking about the dissolution of, uh, of the relationship with CMLL. And all of a sudden, like he ends it by saying like, Oh yeah, by the way, arena Mexico is janky. <laughs> just, <laughs> like, like fucking little building. Like, so, wow. So, so for me, it's like, Look, hopefully it still works out because Dragon Lee is one of my favorite watches uh, of the last like what three years. So he's so yeah, like he's fucking excellent. If he's you a guys hard. have not seen Dragon Lee, like his name is Dragon Lee. You cannot suck with that name. Like <laughs> he 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 is a go hard. Like that dude tries to kill himself to have great matches, and sometimes the killing himself is him doing you know, like bumps on concrete or. Or, you know, stuff that's going to be long-term damaging for his knees or whatever else. But, like, for the most part, he doesn't really, like, do, like, head drops or stuff like that. But him, but I will say this, him and Aromu, like, I don't, you know, they, they, I think they've been supplanted by, uh, <laughs> I think they've been supplanted by Ibushi and Naito this year. But, like, before then, he'd be like... like we know are, what it is. What are the matches like, where he'd be like, these two people are going to get together and they're going to try to kill themselves out of a great match. And before, the standard was Hiromu and Dragon Lee. Now it's Night 2 and Abushi have just, like, raised the stakes. Yeah. But when we talk about, like, like literally, like, <laughs> I've seen these guys 
for pretty much like since 2017, just like going at it. But it, her, it was funny because Hiromu Takahashi actually put a tweet out that said, I'll be waiting for you with Dragon Lee. Right. <laughs> so look, think, sign me right, right the fuck up. And think about like how much love he, how, how respected he has to be as a wrestler for to be in Japan out there after what happened um, in, was that the Cow Palace when it happened? Cow Palace, yeah. Yeah, and that Cow Palace show where he breaks, he accidentally breaks Hiromu's neck. Hiromu was like, what, one of the most over juniors of the last, you know, 15 years um, in New Japan. And, like, for because of the respect of, you know, of them fighting whatever in Mexico and even back over here, like, the the, the native crowd, the native fan base likes Dragon Lee a lot, which you would think, like, as much as they love Hiromu, they would hate his fucking guts. Like, if that happened in America, especially oh at a God. certain amount of time, like... You know, that'd be like going to Canada and, like, as Goldberg, just getting booed because, you you know, you booted Brett. Yeah. Like, so, he's that kind of talent to be able to get that kind of respect. So, like, I hope I hope the best for him, and I hope, you know, we see him in some interesting places. Like, I mean, maybe this could be, maybe he could be the, the, the guy that we base all of uh, next WrestleMania weekend on because he's that kind of talent. Yeah. He's like, gonna have a bunch of dates. There's gonna be a lot of dates that are gonna be needed. Look, and, and we know how Dragon Lee get down. He'll wrestle like four hour or four matches in like a forty eight hour period. So yeah, yeah he'll do shit quick. Yeah. So um, oh yeah, but as far as Roosh, like you know, they said Roosh is looking to or he may be resigning or whatever else, and that yeah. might mean you know, like I'm trying to think, is he has he done a tour in New Japan yet? Roosh. Yeah. Yeah, he he doesn't like it because he doesn't match like the working style really in New Japan, and from what I'm what I'm gathering, like um, he doesn't really care about New Japan. Okay. So, ROH can like you know find whatever pop for him in Mexico to try to translate it uh, for uh, American audiences, and they've go, gone ahead and put the title on him. They uh, got the belt off Matt Taven, who we'll get to in a moment. Um, and people, people like Rouge, so like, yeah. you know, and and I think, think, seriously, when we did the, uh, was that, yeah, best in the world back in maybe was that June or July when we when we watched that entire show, mm-hmm. like after they after they crapped the bed, like there was only two things you really talk about as far as them doing that show really well, and that was like they they kept the Rouge undefeated streak going, um, and that, <clears throat> sorry, and that. Uh, the Maria Maria Manic when she she made her debut when she beat up those men. Uh, so like you know after they got rid of the the Jeff Cobb streak or whatever else, and he went on to um to uh, Japan for the G one and now he's back. Like you would think like you have one loss, I believe. I don't know if he if he lost to uh, uh to Brody Lee, um on on Friday. I have no idea. I'm assuming that it Cobb Brody won, King. But, Brody King, I said Brody Lee. Sorry. I think Cobb won. I, yeah, I can't remember. I would assume he would too. But either way, like you have a one or two loss wrestler versus an undefeated wrestler potentially for a program down the line. Like you know, you could do a lot worse than that. You could, he could have had Matt Taven be your champion for months and months and months, <laughs> and so, then decide that you're going to pay him three times more than anybody else. Two to three times more than anyone uh, that's going to be the. Um, Anybody that's a like headliner in NXT or a main eventer in NXT, which is like, so you know what that means? That means that like he's making somewhere between like two to three hundred. Two fifty, three hundred. 
Right. Yeah. So like, um, I didn't mention that with the NXT stuff. Um, I'm very disappointed in WWE. As far as what? For not paying those guys or having that, that money immediately ready Come to on. to raise these dudes. I, like, okay. it, it, if you did, you hear about how Vince McMahon has hired a pack or or hired somebody to a, uh, like a special interest thing to fight against the bill in California um, for for workers. I'm unfamiliar with that's that going on bill thing from a couple weeks ago, so I I really can't speak on that. But um, what I will say is that. Like I can, maybe I wasn't disappointed because like I already knew what was gonna happen. Like I like I for like like they wasn't getting no raise, like nothing. Right. Like that's what I figured. So it's like yeah. you know maybe maybe so, the so, fact that that's what I figured is didn't even didn't even like right. clearly like that's wrong. And like but my whole thing is like I'm past wrong with Vince McMahon at this point. Right. Like I'm just like I'm no I'm getting numb to it. Like you know it's been normalized. So it's like you got Saudi Arabia coming. You can hire somebody to work a special interest for you in California to avoid paying motherfuckers, but you can't lift these dudes up a little bit more. So all right, they they gonna quit. They're going to fuck, fuck around and fuck around. Like, and, and people are going to be going and this is why NXT will still be developmental because they'll be like, oh, well, and people are going to want to get out of there eventually when it's like, okay, we're on national television now. We're, we're on relatively equal platforms. Where's the money? Like, eventually you would think someone would say that. Yeah, but I mean, look, but that- maybe it's just, maybe it's just the five. And I think I guess like five to six people, maybe that were, making that over well over that hundred K uh you know range. Like someone like I think Riddle would be over that. I would think Gargano would be over that by this point. Um Cole. I would think Ch- Cole, um Kushida. Um and there weren't that many more people that I wrote down a list. Uh and it, looking at that, that's like bro, like a hundred like bro, like a public store manager makes more than that. Right. Like, come on, man! Like, hook these, hook these fools up, man. <laughs> I agree, but I agree. I'm not even gonna say, but I agree. My my thing was just that, like, uh, I, I kind of knew how this was gonna go, or I figured this how it was gonna go. So, like, it happened exactly how I, was, uh, I thought it was gonna happen. So, like, I didn't really think nothing more of it. But, like, you're absolutely right. Like, they should be making more money as soon as they got the new contract, the new TV uh, money, they should have got, got it. But, like, that's that's what happens when you don't have collective... No money, union, no... no union, right? That's, nothing. That's, that's, yeah. Oh, man. Independent contracting. Except it's not independent. It is... You're an employee, except you're not, because reasons. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I guess we gotta talk about it. We mentioned it because it started the NXT thing. Uh... Taven, man, like Taven's Taven got that bag. Hey, like what? What? What does this mean for the future of Ring of Honor? Nothing, not a damn thing. <laughs> Business will stay the same or or continue to cascade. Uh, he he is no one that is. I don't think he's making anything worse uh, at this point. It's just like, yo, he's clearly not the answer. So maybe y'all should do something about it. And for to their credit, no, they no, did no, take the belt Roddy, off of him. Yeah, Roddy Piper shit. He's clearly not the answer. So maybe you should change the fucking question. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I always like to see wrestlers get paid. Um, I, I, I think you know they, these these folks work hard for for whatever they do, and a lot of them, you know, when when they're when they're coming up, they're they're making like you know. 
peanuts. Hot dog and a handshake, as they say. And and when it's time for them to get the money, get the money. Like, yeah, like take these billionaires' money. ROH got a bunch of money, too. Like, don't let them fool you because they don't want to spend it. Nah, right. spend it. Yeah. Like, why like, I am not a worker, but I am pro wrestler. Like, <laughs> like, like, get the bag. Um, now, does it make sense for for always to be dropping off the bag in, in that you know uh, nature? I mean, it depends what you think. Like, it, do you feel like you can afford to lose Matt Taven if you're a Ring of Honor right now? Maybe they don't feel like they can afford to lose him. Maybe, so maybe a situation where like it's a it's a thing like okay, we made his dude champion. We quote unquote made him into a star. Or we tried to make him into a star, and if he were to leave, or if we were not to give him a good offer, like what's going to happen to the next people when they bolt? Like, you know, if you if Taven leaves and, without, if Taven leaves without getting a good offer, then that almost assures you that like there's not a chance in fuck that Marty Scroll stays, right? Right, so, like, and, you gotta, and you that also to, that, you that counts to, for the rep too. Right, right. Like, like they're, about- they're sending them, they're sending a message to everyone that's coming up. Like, Hey, there's money here uh, to be made. So, yeah. so stick with us. Yeah. Or like, you know, look, or, you know, actually accept our phone calls when you become a free agent. Like, so, you know, is when we talked about earlier in the year, when they signed Roosh from MLW or whatever. Right. Um, the talk was like, look, man, like Roosh got a good money deal. Um, Kushida got a good money deal. Um, somebody else that got a good money deal. AEW guys as well. And you're like, look at these guys that like that got more money than they probably ever had before. Um, by grinding, you know, in smaller markets and like they're getting paid. So that kind of continues. Is like if Taven's gonna get you know two hundred thousand, you know, to three hundred thousand, and like it's yeah. a domino effect. Like, and, and it's gonna continue. Like, and I would think. Once those contracts start coming up uh, for the guys we were talking about, like NXT, like their payday is coming. Uh, you would ideally think it's going to come a lot faster, but uh, I think they're going to hit the market like anybody else, and it's going to make it a lot easier for them to to open their ears to see see what's out there because ROH, like um, they're they're going to be paying Taven all of that to do less dates, like a lot less dates. Yeah. So. That's going to be a big thing where you don't have to wrestle on national television every week, and <laughs> so. I, I was a lot of the NXT people don't either because you yeah. know, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like when the fuck is uh, Leah gonna be on um, NXT on uh, USA? All right, when when the fuck is Dan Matha gonna be on NXT? Okay, so Aaliyah was she wasn't on USA Network, but she was on one of those shows from the past two weeks. Oh, she just okay. Got squashed. She got beat by. Uh, I can't remember who she got beat by. Zaylee. Yep, that's who it was. Yep, that was week one. Yeah, that was on that was on the network. But so that would lead me to believe that eventually you are going to get, you know, the heart and soul of NXT on USA Network. <laughs> <laughs> the, NX, the NXT legend. <laughs> wow. So the NXT legend. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, <sighs> <what do> you, <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. So, yeah. So wrestlers will are getting paid, will continue to get paid, and all of it uh is a sliding scale. And I would assume an effect of AEW like shocking like the wrestling economy uh earlier this year by creating, you know, fifty or sixty more spots somewhere. So people gotta move into what's vacant and start paying up, essentially. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, how many people are on that roster right now? Do you think? <sighs> I would probably, I would probably say fifty to sixty-five, maybe seventy at the most. Hmm. I'm thinking like about that. like the women and uh, and you know people that is is weird with them because we don't know who's officially signed, who's not, right. and right. Um, I don't know. Like I, I'd probably say maybe no more than sixty, if I had to guess. Okay. All right. Well. None to it but love to do it. I can't even say that word. I can't even say that. Nothing to it but to do it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, it's so. the music! Okay, so the final night of the uh, Grand Prix, Corican Hall, uh, last Sunday, we have a winner. Yes, we do. Hannah Kimura, the uh, the the cyber goth, is the next in line. She has now moved to the front of the line for a title shot against <laughs> <laughs> against Red Belt Champion B Priestley. Uh yeah man so thoughts on the on the match that you saw I sent you four of them I think it was like a seven yes. card or eight card uh, show what do you think very surprising winner uh, I knew the winner last week right. uh, when when I you know when you were talking about the show but I didn't <laughs> did say you know anything. did you know before I found out and got and got spoiled yes. oh yes. so fucking hot I it's not look no it's my fault for being on social media when you're trying to stay away from results. But, like, the way I found out was, like, I just got fucked here. Like, that's, this was supposed to happen. <laughs> this was not supposed to happen. So, I was fucked. Yes, I, yes, thoroughly fucked. So, so um, very surprising winner here. And I watched the four matches. Uh, so, it was uh, Hanakamura versus Hazuki in the first match. And then in the last match, it was Hanakamura and Konami. Right. Yeah, so I, I was. Go ahead, sorry, I was relatively unimpressed uh, with with Hana, and it seems like her matches kind of ended out of nowhere. Maybe it's just I'm not familiar with like you know her finishes. Um, the Hazuki match, I, I knew it was it was a wrap when she hit that power driver, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. the the Konami match, I was like, oh, that's it, like, and I just yeah. thought they were getting going, and the other two matches blew them. The Hana matches away for me, yeah, yeah. And seeing Hana get this um, this big push here, when you look at it, I'm I'm looking at the rest of the roster. I'm like, so why not Mayu Iwatani? Why not Momo? Why not um, you know Kagetsu? Uh, I mean, Kagetsu was just a red belt champion, but why not you know Momo or um, or Mayu? And I just saw Mayu, and it's like, man, right. like. I was just so impressed uh, in that match, and I, I saw her like running up the turnbuckles, hitting moonsaults, uh, just being a super athlete, and then Momo like just getting more into her style, the way she is very physical, and she has like kind of like a stout build where she's like smaller, but like she like has a lot of power behind her strikes. Of course, her suplexes are amazing. I fucking popped when she hit the uh, when she had her Flip for the her first name. one. Top yes, of the when, yeah. and she took her off the top rope. Yeah, um, yeah, and yeah, for exactly. for like a version of her finish, and then she gave it a real finish for the pin, and it was like, man, like I feel like you can see the levels uh, of mm-hmm. the wrestlers in stardom, mm-hmm. and Hana Kimura is not uh, a top 
person. So questions are to be asked here. Yeah. Why did this happen? Well, well, okay. So for me, okay. So when you watch their show, if you don't, if you don't know their business, as far as like, uh, hearing like, like go listen to Pacific Rim with, uh, with, um, Fumi and, and Jim Valley or, um, follow them on Twitter and see like how they have to reprint issues of anything involving Hannah Kimura ever since she's resigned with, with, uh, whenever since she's signed with, with stardom, like, and you just watch like, okay, crowd reaction, the way they position her, um, in matches, the amount of singles match she ever gets. Then also like the faction she's in, like the relationship to like how much of a badass she is compared to the other two people, the other two big guns in her, uh, faction. And then like, her match quality and single matches and what she can all do. You would say she's very charismatic. She's very pretty. Um, people really like her, but it seems like she's someone that's not on the level, but, and then you see the amount of streamers she gets. You're just like, okay, that's a mid Carter. Right. Mm-hmm. But she, but she's, she is like, she has increased the business. So it's like, all right. And and one thing one thing didn't do her service on this was like, okay, so going into the into the show, in her block, there were five people that were still alive going to the last day. Um, Mayu could have gotten if she had beat Momo and uh, Hazuki had lost. Uh, Hannah could have gotten it. Hannah got in because she won and uh, Mayu lost. Um, Momo could have still got in if she won and then Tam lost and then Hazuki and Hannah, uh, went to a draw. Uh, Tam could have got in if, um, Mayu lost and Hannah lost and she won. And then Hazuki could have got in if, uh, Tam lost and she won. So the, the thing that was weird, the thing that was weird for me was, you see all of that, and they they're they're playing through, and you're thinking, all right, well, you know the big the biggest match on this night on this card is Momo versus Mayu. Okay, so watch the match, or, or you're going through the matches on the card, and then like, all right, you know Tam's gonna be Saki. Okay, all right, so then you're thinking like, okay, this is gonna set up to where like they're gonna go to a draw with with Hannah and. In Hazuki. Hazuki. And then you're going to see, and then the last match is a play in between Mayu and Momo. That didn't happen. Like, they did that. Like, Hannah beat Hazuki, and so, like, Momo's just there to play spoiler for, for, for Mayu. Um, so, like, all right, whatever. Like, I wouldn't have done it that way, but, you know, it, whatever. Um, and, and I think we got to, we have to take this into effect more than we normally do, like of what someone is actually, if they're moving numbers, if they're good for business right. and it, it, stardom, I would imagine is a traditional wrestling promotion. This isn't it's like Rossi. WWE. We, look, we, yeah. we talk about all the time we see Rossi, Rossi will be there and the watch money. a fucking four and three quarter star match or a four and a half star match. And he don't fucking budge. He look, he, he I'm, I'm barely surprised. He's able to look up from his phone. He'll be sitting back there in the back, uh, in that back row in Corrigan hall, arms folded or arms hold above his head or, or on top of his head. Just look like he's bored as hell. He's just like, look, man, I just want these. When does the money start? Yeah, when I just want, 
these women to hurry up and be, hopefully they're safe so they can like you know sign autographs or whatever else or merch after the show. Like he don't give a fuck. Like that's what it seems like. Like he's a good booker, but as far as like the wrestling thing is more like look man, I am trying to sell blank to you for the end. I don't care about the other shit at all. And that's 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 what it seems like. But I will say that she that Hannah as far as like what I if you ask me watch this entire tournament what I who were the most impressive wrestlers to me on this card based off of what were my thoughts of them and my expectations for them in this in this tournament and then like did they exceed as far as how well they exceeded them she might be number one like these two matches that she had like they weren't four star matches or anything like that but her last three matches before the Corican show she had a three and three quarter star match with Azumi. She had a four star match with uh, Mayu. She had a four star match with Momo, where she breaks out a new. Uh, she breaks out that package power driver for the first time. Like she yeah. does that. She does that missile front drop kick and then does a package power driver. And then after the match on Momo, she picks up the mic and says, "I, I got a. I finally got me a, a pinning finishing combination. Like you know, because I mostly was doing that that octopus hole thing. She's like, I call it the tiger lily. It looked, and when she broke it out on on Momo, I was like, yo, that's awesome. So, like, she did a lot better than I thought she was going to do, and she was one of the president. It's just like, but it just like you look at that that same stretch she had, Mayu, Momo, uh. They both had similar stretches down the back end of the tournament where they were just that they had that same stretch up. It was like instead of we had you know that kind of level like I, we were better than her except it was long. It was like the literally second half of the tournament we was like nothing but four star matches the whole rest of the way between those two. Uh, mm-hmm. So that that kind of does you know do it. And then you had someone that was as consistent as um, Tam. Like she just she just not the best wrestler in her in the thing, and that's fine because like. You know, like she's over. So you know, if she's over, she's over. Like, do I want her to be Red Belt Champion? Eh, whatever. Like, I. But at least I know that like she is actually capable of having great matches when when asked upon. It just it didn't happen in this Corrigan show. It happened, you know. Um, it happened on some of the on the smaller shows, but they were against other top talents. So I think you put her in there. Um, with the Mayus, Kagetsus, and Momos of the world, and you're gonna have that caliber of match for a red belt. And you know, she'll regardless of whatever happens, she'll be more over than B. <laughs> yeah, uh, the streamerless B Priestley. So, <laughs> uh, but she did get some streamers. Uh, yeah. you, you mentioned yes, and it, all it took was um. <laughs> <laughs> she had to be the gatekeeper, Gaijin. Unbelievable. Yes. Like that was yeah. <laughs> it's like, look, we know that y'all don't really cheer B. So what we gonna do is we gonna set up a situation to where either Konami gets in, who was one of the more consistent people in the tournament, the person that we've been pushing since she broke, she got drafted to uh, away from Queen's Quest, or you get this guy Jin. That and ain't have, you got and and this guy not on purpose and not even by being reckless, but happened to wrestle two of the wrestlers and knock them out of the tournament with injuries and or did not in my tournament, but like both of them could not get finished the tournament after having matches with her. So who you who you with? 
And the crowd yeah. chose. They said, go What's be that? ghost. So, you know? <laughs> like, we do not want we do not want Jamie in this fucking final. So, so B ended up uh, slamming the door on her. And it was funny because after that, because, you know, Jamie's in Odeo Tai. B's in Queen's Quest. After the match, B beats her and then offers, like, look, tag tournament starts soon couple of weeks something like that I think uh yeah like a couple of weeks i want you to be my tag partner and it's funny because you know they have people you know doing the the ring duty on the side so you see like people from odeo tie people from azumi you see azumi and you see uh i can't remember who it was but somebody from odeo tie maybe natsu and she sings at olive branch and then they shake hands saying like, they're gonna have an inter uh or intra uh, faction tag team, and the Zuma was like, "What the fuck?" It was like the face she made the same face that X Pac that X Pac made when like NWO came out during WrestleMania 31. It's like, wait a second, you're part of the clique. What are you doing making the same for Sting? This is not how it's supposed to go. Like, this, yeah, it's like just confusion. Like, wait, what? They're allowed to do that, and, but they're going to do that in the tag tournament. Um, but yeah, that match was okay. That was like a. Three and th- three and a quarter, three and a half star match. Um, I loved Arisa versus K- Kigetsu. I had no like. I was like kind of removed from the <clears throat> point situation after mm-hmm. following it like last week. I just put it out of my mind. And when they both like kicked out of each other's finishers, I was like on the edge of my seat, like, "Oh my god, what's gonna happen?" And then uh, they kicked each other. I was like, "Did they call a double knockout or something? What what happened?" And then uh, they flashed it on the screen, like fifteen minute draw. And I was like, "Man, I should have known uh, by watching the pre match promo when she brought up, oh, it's only fifteen minutes, um, you know, whatever.'" But that that was like her kind of telling me. But it just like right over my head. Um, but yeah. Uh, you talk about people kicking each other and sounding off like very physical match with those two. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a consistent. <clears throat> that was a nice finish for Kagetsu in the tournament. She, um, I was looking through and started doing the average star ratings for um, people's runs through the tournaments, or whatever. She ended up finishing second for all the people that ended up uh, wrestling throughout the entire, got through their entire block without getting injured. Um, so it, it was funny, like. Number one was Mayu. Number two was Kagetsu. Number three was Momo. I, I sense a pattern there. Um, so yeah, uh, you know it. I like the match. I like the match. Um, I'm not in love with the match because like, I, I feel like I just can't get into these original matches. Uh, I just can't. Like you see one match, if you watch enough of these matches and you picked up on what happens, what she does in her matches, it's like it's a very obvious pattern, and you just can't. And she hasn't gotten up to a point to where she can differentiate enough of her matches to kind of throw you off the scent or or um, subvert your expectation based off of you knowing the pattern, right? Like, she is not Ishii, you know, kicking at one and just, like, growling. That's not that's not the thing. Like, she's not she's not uh, Jungle Kiona doing that either. So, um, but, yeah, I thought, you know, I thought for what it was, I thought it was a very good Arisa match. Yeah, if, um, if you... <clears throat> If you um don't know too much about Stardom, and I still like to kind of consider myself a rookie, Arissa is one of the people that jumps out for me. Uh, I've loved all her matches, so <laughs> like Arissa is probably like my favorite Stardom wrestler. Um, you know, so far um, that that I've seen, she's just super consistent, and I don't really be tripping on all that selling. That's, so that's not the. But the thing is, she's not consistent. Like, okay, for example, in I don't know what you mean. I don't know what you're talking about. 
don't. I don't. I think she. Okay, let's see. One, two, three, four, five. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. She finished thirteenth in average star rating. Good God! Well, I didn't see all that. So that's my point. Like uh, she, she's she, like her in big matches. Like she, you know, she brings it. Like her match with a Tommy, like four star match. Her match with uh, B, I think I gave it four stars. This match I gave three and three quarters. Um, she has another match like that. She had another really good match, but like. You put her in there with someone that's not not like super talented or someone that's not doesn't compliment her well what she does well. It, she hasn't she doesn't have she's not there all the way yet. Like the fact that she can do even this is like you know if you had saw her like when I first started seeing her before the Cinderella tournament, like she or let's do this. The Cinderella tournament is their New Japan uh, Cup. Yeah. She was she won it. She was thoroughly unimpressive in it. Right. Just from that spot to this, like, she had a lot better matches in this tournament. Like, she had more opportunity, but, like, she was having average-ass matches in that tournament when she won that. Now she's actually having bangers that, can, that are some of the best matches of the tournament. So, um, like, so there is improvement. It's still getting there, but she's not quite there yet. Like, I like it's scary to think what she can And me, I'm thinking, like, it's scary to think, like, what she could be a year from now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man. Um, but like the the stuff I've seen, like you know, I haven't seen. I saw like some of the beginning of the tournament and mm-hmm. the end. That last day was like it's really easy to get get through. And I'm only sad that Jungle and New Tommy were hurt. And <laughs> like that's that's one that really hurt because like Konami, like when I started watching every single show um, after the draft. The person that made me suck out of me was, like, Konami because she was so consistent. Like, she never has bad matches. She has nothing but good matches. Like, because she's just, she's, it's, I thought about this the other day because we when we first got back into WWF, we were talking about uh, CM Punk about his position. We were like, we don't really get it. And I remember you saying this lines of, like, he's just a, he, he seems to be, a, I think the word you used was generalist. Yeah. Like, Konami is a generalist. Like, she is a you know, she she works like Asuka. She's obviously not as experienced or charismatic as Asuka, but she was trained by Asuka. She is a, so that means she is a submission specialist, a striker, and a wrestler, grappler, whatever you want to call it, a technician. So, mm-hmm. like, you watch her matches against, um, say, Utami. Utami's a power wrestler and a judoka. So she can't out-grapple her, so what she do? I'm just going to out-strike her and try to grab a hold and put in her submissions. Like, it, she's very systematic and smart, and he, she t- can tell a story really easily based off whatever she's doing. Like even even a Hannah match, like it it didn't really work out because she decided to. Uh, it felt like it should have went like five more minutes, like because it was like all the submissions that were going on. It was like, all right, so what's going to be the result of these? I think the thing that really got it was like Konami messed it up at the end. Like she worked over her right leg the entire uh, match, and then like the very last submission leg. She, hole she put in was on the left leg and that's because you know her finish is that uh that neck crank that she does that spinning neck crank deal uh mm-hmm. and then she got she somehow couldn't slap that on so then she like she went and just grabbed the closest leg to her from the side that she was on and that was happened to be the left leg and then it's like well you're just working over a fresh new limb so i think the crowd kind of just died out after it got into it after hannah you know hit those suplexes or vertical mm-hmm. suplexes so it's like it's like, eh. and then immediately, like, it went straight into, um, you know, um, that second time that uh, 
the octopus hole, and that was the end of it. Like, but you're right, it did feel like that match should have went longer. But, but I think the thing for me with, with Konami is just like she's just consistently like she works at her own pace. And like when you look, think of the variety that's in Stardom, it's like okay, you have Hazuki, you have Azumi, you have uh, Mayu, who all can do that high speed style. Also Starlight, who have that high speed style. You have Konami, who's pretty much the only person that's like that comes out there and just works at that that consistently works at that particular pace. Um, Konami or Kagesu works at that pace when she's not having like the shenanigan matches where she's you know immediately cheat, throw you into the crowd. You know that stuff she does brawling. Bro, when she spit rev. when she spit on a rev, I was fucking hollering. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but. And then you know you have you know the power wrestlers like Jungle and you have and um in Utami and like you see them all you know have all these different matches or whatever so it was a nice tournament to switch up with different things and um like Konami was a nice change of pace when you see like the super serious slow pace after you just saw like you know some some high spot match like an Amayu like like a Mayu match for example um at, especially towards the end when she was like I don't know how you're supposed to follow that <laughs> I just don't so yeah um. Yeah, I, I, I just I just really love this tournament. Uh, there were a bunch of matches. I I mean I don't know if I'll probably come are you up with are you going to put out the the official recommendation uh, the James Boy recommendation list? Basically, like the list I gave you before, except added the new matches. Yeah, like I'm I'm talking about for like the people. Oh God! Uh, you, you 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 can send a tweet out. Um, you know, I guess of a word doc. Note doc. Uh, I I have to yeah I, I have to go through it, but I mean it was a bunch of good matches. Like I mean, I haven't looked at it exactly, but like I mean, but there are let's see, one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen. I had fifteen of the nineteen wrestlers wrestling matches had an average star rating above three. Like. I'm not saying that's supposed to be some New Japan type shit, because it's not, but, like, if WWE were to have a round Robert Turbin, do you think they would have 15 out of 19 competitors have three-star uh, average matches? Because I don't. Depends where roster. it is. The main yeah. The main <laughs> so, so, yeah, man, it's just, and a lot of the things with their matches, like, these matches, these scores would be higher, but, like, these matches went, some of these matches, or a lot of these matches went short, like, the average match probably is, like, seven minutes, something like that. Mm-hmm. you know they work that style and they work so fast and like it come up with it and like that's the thing that kind of gets me when I watch WWE I don't know how it's turned to be but it is but like they work such a slow pace that it's like even even if they're technically better or more sound they're working at such a slow pace that it, and you can see what they're doing coming from a mile away a lot if you watch other wrestling because they're taking just like everybody else, like everybody takes from other elements of things. Well, if you see the same, you know, pattern except slower, you see it coming. You're just like, that's not, eh. But yeah, I just, I really enjoy the tournament, and I, I'm really interested to see what they do with this. Uh... <laughs> I'm really interested to see what they do with like the losses that like B and um, Arissa took in this tournament to see like what's going to happen as far as future. Well, it looks. Shots. Like, it looks like it looks like they're going to do Kagetsu and Arissa again at some point. At I'm, some I'm point, pre- I'm pretty sure Avery was that Avery that came out. Yes. Let, okay. Let me tell you about Avery. Okay, so <sighs> Avery starts out. I think she's fit, started zero and four, and she finished. 
Oh yeah. And she yes, and she was in the other block opposite of, um, opposite of Arissa. So then she comes out, and she's getting the next. She actually got a title shot this weekend. Um, I I'm almost, I don't have the spoilers on uh, on whatever, but like I'm pretty sure she lost. Uh, but it's just like. I'm I'm so sick and tired of these round robin tournaments. A motherfucker coming from behind to be a spoiler for somebody. Like I, when she beat uh, Tam, I think the second to last show of the tournament to where now everybody in the uh, blue block or the red block had, was four and three. Everybody named Mom was four and three. I was just like, see, this is that this is that Yano John Moxley fucking uh, loss right here. It's like. Yeah, we yeah. we don't give you the L because fuck you, and we didn't really, you know, it's really hard to book a tournament. So, sorry, hold this L. Right. It's just like, hey man, like, I don't, I don't know what they're supposed to do with this one. What I'm supposed to do? Like, Tam beats, um, Hazuki, and she had to lead. And it's like, nah, come back to the pack, come back. It's like, oh, <laughs> god damn it, god damn it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just a really good tournament, and I, I, I guess you guys, you know, spending in, putting your email address, and, and then go watch them. It's wrestling. I'll come up with, I'll come up with the uh, the recommendation list. I might, I might have to go back and maybe do a couple of sentences on each match that I thought was really impressive. Like, I, I it's kind of funny because the best match, you know, after I don't know if you saw the after the uh, the, the trophy yeah. presentation, whatever else, but like. Best match was what I thought was best match. Like, uh, they ended up giving the best match award to Jungle versus uh, Kagetsu. Um, I thought it was the best match of the tournament. Uh, they said they um, they get the most outstanding um, tournament performance uh, to Tam because I guess because she was so consistent. Um, and then best technique they gave to Azumi, and then the crowd popped because Azumi won. <laughs> it's like yeah, she won in there. Like hey, like she was she was so happy. Yeah, I mean it's. That's that's probably the person that actually ended up like um if you say, alright, who came out better than they were as far as like somebody's future outlook or future mm-hmm. prospects after this, it's probably Azumi, because I mean you saw that documentary is like and then you look at the win loss record between like her and Starlight. Like Starlight is the star. Like she is the person that's supposed to job to Starlight because Starlight will be the, the one that's the star in five years or whatever else. Um and like Azumi got in here, the crowd was super happy that she was in it. She was great in this thing. Um, I saw someone um, wrestling on Mikasi, so like Ashley uh, pondered if she was the greatest sixteen-year-old wrestler of all time, which is like I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, sure, I don't know any other sixteen-year-old that's this cold, but like I have small reference for this. Um, sixteen-year-old, any sixteen-year-old wrestlers y'all know about? Uh, yeah. I mean, Rey Mysterio oh, uh, yeah. it, it had had to have been started that young, and I'm sure you, we, we can think of some luchadors that that was out here wrestling at you know super young like that. Right, but right, I mean, right. that's a rare class in itself. So yeah, like that's such a small, <laughs> small thing. But like they they were just they were, like they considered this. They weren't seriously considering, but they were like, yeah, probably. And then I like, moved on, uh, and then laughed about how ridiculous a question like that is. Uh, but she was so good and she was so good in this thing and like had big moments and actually picked up some big wins and you know she actually finished with with the same record as Mayu in the fucking tournament. Uh, mm-hmm. so like you know a year or two from now, like she might actually get like the Momo push now as opposed to it's just like oh well she's gonna be the one that's gonna be the bridesmaid to the one that gets married, which is uh Starlight. But so that might have changed her future a little bit. Yeah. 
Yeah, man. Oh yeah, and then uh, <laughs> and then uh, Jamie ended up getting this Fighting Spirit Award, which is like I thought was hilarious because it's like <laughs> we know oh she was crank. We know why you she was won crank. It. Yeah. <laughs> Like, she, you know, if someone were to be negative about Jamie, to be like, no, she won that because she shot on those girls. It's like <laughs> real fighting spirit. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, anything else you want to add? I, I think that's got my uh, pretty much my. I think I had that's it, man. Um, where I'm going to say it again, Twitter, please don't lose your damn minds this week and try to enjoy all the wrestling that you see this week. Uh, and if there's something you don't want to watch, just don't watch it. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, I don't plan on watching Monday Night Raw. Maybe I'll I'll, I'll check in to see what happened with, with with Ray, but I'm feeling like the Fiend's gonna jump in there, and I have no interest in the Fiend. But uh, I'm definitely gonna be watching NXT and AEW, and maybe I'll check in Friday. Who knows? But um, yeah, I, I've been waiting for this week all year, so uh, I'm gonna enjoy it. So. You know, y'all should do the same. <laughs> He's basically pulling me during uh, evolu- going into evolution last year. Y'all not even steal my joy. <laughs> yes, yes. Like, like people on Twitter, like, no, fuck this. Like, I'm about to, I'm about to love all this shit. Like, oh man, you know, can't wait. Like, we we have wrestling on Turner Network Television again uh, for the first time in you know years. Like, I grew up watching TNT wrestling, so uh, gl- glad to see it back. So, what do you think is going to be the better show? Boy, uh, I I would think NXT would be the better show. Um, and there you have it. That's uh, it of the uh, show. We'll be sure to, be sure to rate us on whatever app you're using to listen to. Uh, tell the folks about the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Be sure to check out our friends at PowerSlam.tv, the sponsor for the show. If you're a fan of independent pro wrestling, they have over 5,000 hours of footage from all over the world. You can use the code Social Suplex to get your free must trial. Don't forget to visit uh, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Social Suplex to pick up some official Social Suplex Network merchandise be sure to check out the other shows on the social plus network on sundays we have this show one nation radio on tuesdays we or mondays we have keeping the strong style on wednesdays we have the ricky and clive morning the ricky and clive wrestling podcast sorry every other wednesday we have grown men washes shit uh on thursdays we have getting the ring or is that fridays Rich? thursdays thursdays we have getting the ring and then on saturdays we have all things to thanks for listening thanks Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.